Years ago, I asked the Secretary of State, would he and I work in the Senate to write something for me? And he said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we need, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it. I'll wait later. I'm taking too much time. Ah, yeah, that was probably the problem there is um, he's not going to go into it. He's taking too much time. Um, that's code for uh, he lost his train of thought and forgot what he was trying to say because his brain, she's a broke. She's a no good. That brain of his, she no work. Well, happy Wednesday to you. It is, as you know, hump day in the Clinton household. Hillary's got to get out of the house after waking up face down in a pool of her own dried vomit on the linoleum kitchen floor with yet another empty cardboard one-gallon box of cheap New Zealand Chardonnay. Poor, poor Hillary. A very sad story. She'll never be president, but she still holds out hope. She carries a shank and a blow dart gun with a curare-tipped dart. Just in case the opportunity presents itself, she wants to be ready to act. You know, Hillary, that's Hillary Clinton. Well, in spite of it all, happy, happy Wednesday to you. It's uh, great to be an American, although we've got our domestic jihad going on here, don't we? And uh, we have the Hamas caucus, the uh, Democrat Party, the Rashida Tlaibs and the Ilhan Omars and and uh, what is the uh, I think that it's uh, fair to say that that AOC is just a useful idiot. She's not really a jihadi, but she is a useful idiot for the jihadis and uh, Democrats uh, and self-described liberals going all around uh, defending the radical Islamic terrorist attack and and they're kind of in league with and uh, if not in cahoots with Iran, Iran and the Ayatollah. And uh, not the one of rock and roll, but the other one. It's uh, crazy. Rashida Tlaib, uh, with a, she's got an X account. It used to be called Twitter. And uh, she's got an X account. And she put some really crazy stuff out there because she's out of her flipping mind. She's a lunatic. She is, I think I would assess her to be uh, a jihadi. You know, there are a number of different kinds of jihad, the soft jihad and cultural jihad. And uh, she's, I'm not expecting her to detonate, detonate her suicide vest inside the, the House chamber just yet. But I wouldn't completely rule it out. She had a, um, an ex post yesterday. Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital. First of all, let's pause there for a moment. The Baptists have a hospital in the Gaza Strip, those awful, terrible Christians. Uh, they, uh, they shouldn't use it if they're uh, true jihadis, don't you think? Oh, wait, they just used it to store weapons to fire at the Jews. So that makes it ironic. They have a sense of irony, even if the Democrats don't. Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians. And then in parentheses, doctors, children, patients, end parentheses. And uh, just like that, she says, this is Rashida Tlaib. She's literally doing propaganda for Hamas. She is a Palestinian-American. Uh, de- delete the American part, though, because there's nothing American about her. She's a radical. She is an extremist. And honestly, if the Republicans on Capitol Hill knew how to uh, sling mud the way that the Democrats do with such ease, 
uh, then she would be labeled uh, as, you know, the jihadi from, uh, she is, this woman is completely out of her mind. Uh, and then she wrote POTUS, you know, President of the United States. We all have to use acronyms and abbreviations because Washington jargon rules the roost in the United States of America, if you know what I mean. POTUS, she says, she's talking to Joe Biden now. This is what happens when you refuse to facilitate a ceasefire and help de-escalate. I, I got an idea. You're a jihadi. Why don't you go there and you can de-escalate? You, uh, maybe that'd be good. You could uh, make yourself a human sacrifice. I use the word human loosely. That's, uh, so there she just, she concluded she, uh, guilty, guilty. The, uh, the Jews bombed the Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians, doctors, children, patients. And then, of course, it turns out that the Palestinians blew themselves up because, you know, there's Hamas, a radical Islamic terrorist army there in the Gaza. But there's another radical Islamic terrorist army there. Are you aware of that? Did you know that, Michael? There's another one called, what do they call it? Cleverly, it's called Islamic Jihad. It it tells you right up front who they are and what they do. They're Islamic and they're uh, jihadis and and they're waging jihad. And uh, we had, you know, liberals who are just the most dishonest people on the planet at this point. Uh, Honestly, I think the jihadis are very often more honest than the average liberal. But a liberal will say, oh, no, jihad means internal struggle. Yeah, that's not the kind we're talking about. Okay, yeah. In England, football means soccer. But that's not what we're talking about because that's not the— it's not, we're not talking about the internal struggle kind. We're talking about the cutting babies' heads off kind. That's the other kind. Uh, speaking of uh, the Democrats' friends in Iran, the Iranian embassy in Syria, you know, because they're led by, it's the Islamic Revolution of Iran, you know, and, and they have the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, the IRGC, and uh, they murder everybody. Boy, their, their murder is like nobody's business. They're like out of a, a bad Hollywood movie, like Saw Part 4, something like that. Did they make Part 4? I think they did. But the Iranian embassy in Syria, they've got a, an X account. And you know what? They, they uh, tweeted they had an X post uh, last night. And here's what they tweeted. It's very simple and eloquent. It says, time is up. That's what it says. Time is up. Three little words, three little syllables. Time is up. That's what Iran says, and they've got the biggest, baddest military uh, and, uh, you know, all the money. They've got tens and tens of billions of dollars, thanks to Barack Obama, and then tens and tens of billions of dollars. That's real money in other countries. To us, you know, it's walking around money uh, for the Democrats because that add another $2 trillion to the debt this year. Who cares? Just passing it on the kids. No big deal. Uh, but it is a uh, uh, boy, I'm telling you. The, uh, the, the Democrats, they say, uh, every, well, pretty much everything they say needs to be fact-checked, you know? If, uh, if they tell you they have mothers, don't believe them because they're out of their stinking minds. So we've got uh, we've got update because this hospital did blow up in the Gaza, and uh, the Israelis, because they keep an eye on stuff, they have a lot of technology, unlike the troglodytes. They've got overhead surveillance and drones, and they've got satellites, and, and they got all kinds of reconnaissance capabilities, intelligence capabilities. And so they said, no, actually, uh, this missile came from over there where the Islamic Jihad people hang out, uh, where they're being barbarians. And they fired this big old rocket, and it landed in the hospital. And uh, maybe the hospital, because you know how they love to use hospitals and schools 
to store all their weapons and to house their jihadis. And they do that in order to entice Israel or the United States or whoever into blowing up their headquarters, you know. And um, and then they say, oh, no, you killed our hospital and you killed 500 people. And then Rashida Tlaib jumps in and the other members of the Hamas squad, the jihad squad, they're Democrats and uh, they're on the side of jihad. And boy, have they turned on Israel. Of course, Rashida Tlaib didn't have to turn on Israel. She was born uh, turned against Israel, but uh, never mind that. So we've got uh, we've got a ton of uh, ton of Democrat crazy, and and uh, Joe Biden is there. You remember Joe Biden? He's the president of the United States, and he came out of the Air Force One down in the lower steps, and and he was kind of uh, you know creeping along. And uh, Benjamin Netanyahu met him, and uh, the Prime Minister and the President Herzog Isaac Herzog uh, met him uh, at Air Force One. And they had uh, nice little handshakes and all that good stuff. And um, and then they had kind of a press conference. But Joe Biden is real hard to hear. And it looked like he was nodding off at one point. And uh, I have noticed that more and more, uh, now that the technology is so advanced when it comes to television and news gathering, that you can't hear anybody anymore. Have you noticed this? The audio is terrible everywhere you go. President Trump, there's no microphone on him. Uh, Joe Biden yesterday... Um, uh, well, not yesterday, a couple of hours ago, um, uh, babbling, mumbling, uh, murmuring. He, um, he can barely be heard. Um, he kind of said the right things, but he was reading. You saw he was reading. He had something in his lap, and he's looking down. Uh, uh, Netanyahu was looking at him like, I wonder if we're going to have to call in a medical team because it looks like he might need the paddles soon. Someone get the resuscitator because uh, Joe Biden's here, and it doesn't look like he's up to it. Pretty amazing. In the meantime, um, in between time, ain't we got fun? Joe Biden was in the air when all kinds of things happened, like the uh, the troglodytes blowing up their own damn hospital. And it's a Baptist hospital. I find that ironic. Don't you find that ironic? It's, a, it's not the Jihad hospital. It's not the, you know, uh, Osama bin Laden hospital. Might as well be. No, it's a Baptist hospital because, you know, Christians... But uh, setting that aside for the moment, they blew it up yesterday, probably always resented it being there. They blew it up and they, they killed a whole bunch of people and they don't care about that. They just want the headlines. And they got them because the media here in the United States of America immediately pounced on Israel and blamed them. The New York Times blamed uh, Israel. The Associated Press blamed Israel. CNN blamed Israel. Politico blamed Israel. Uh, Rashida Tlaib blamed Israel. And then it turns out 20 minutes later, you know, they don't actually check on stories before they publish them. And, you know, the, the instant instantaneity, that's right, the, you know, the instant nature, uh, the instantaneity of, uh, of uh, news gathering and thanks to X and all of that uh, doesn't serve people well if they're not fact-based life forms, as so many so-called journalists in America are not. They are not fact-based life forms. And so they really don't check. They say, oh, well, Hamas says the Jews killed everybody. I'm going to go with that. Hey, wait, Rashida Tlaib is my second source. So they got their, because uh, that's where journalism is today. So the New York Times, I think the Washington Post did it too. Washington Post, I believe, but definitely uh, AP, Associated Press, the New York Times, CNN, Politico, uh, all said the Jews killed everybody at the hospital. 
And uh, then, you know, it turns out these, uh, these cavemen, uh, they, you know, they can fire off missiles, but they may not be able to control them once they fire them. And they're happy to murder lots of people. And then they see whether it was on purpose or not. They see, hey, we blew up the hospital and killed hundreds of people. And immediately they say, well, this is a great propaganda opportunity. And we know that the New York Times and Rashida Tlaib and CNN will join in with Hamas. And this is Islamic Jihad with, uh, with their missile that killed everybody. And uh, the propaganda war is, and I, I've been talking about this for, well, since this started, uh, the propaganda war is a huge part of this because they can't win militarily, the troglodytes, but they can win the propaganda war. And around the world, the lie uh, kind of carried the day yesterday. Lunch bucket Joe Biden showed up today, doddering jellyfish that he is. And he said, oh, looks like the other team, the other team, I'm talking too fast. Uh, uh, I'll play the audio for you because he's, uh, he's hard to hear, but he is uh, something. Oh, yeah, and uh, the U.S. Embassy in Beirut was attacked by troglodytes, uh, and uh, the State Department is warning people to stay out of Lebanon. Uh, thanks, State Department. Couldn't have figured that out on our own. Uh, the uh, State Department put out this, this dire warning. And in uh, Jordan, the Israeli uh, consulate was attacked. Attacked Western embassies were attacked. The French embassy, the British embassy attacked in Tehran, which does not come as a great surprise. But it is a, it's an amazing world out there. And Joe Biden is the president of the United States. He is, I think, the worst president of the United States in my lifetime. I've been paying attention since I was uh, very young. And I also... Uh, I read in the texts about presidents that came before me as well. That's called history. And uh, this guy is just the worst. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter is happy that uh, he's alive and well. Jimmy Carter. Well, he's alive. And and uh, he's happy that Joe Biden is president because he can point at Joe Biden and say, See, I wasn't so bad. He's the one happy person. Yeah. Palestinian Israeli officials trade blame for Gaza hospital strike. The Washington Post, they're playing, well, you know, we can't really say for sure. The Israelis actually know where their missiles go. They track them. They're controlled. Um, they're serious, and they're held to a very high standard. Whereas the Washington Post, you know, they're, they're kind of soft jihad, what you call cultural jihad or soft jihad. Got that going for us. Got a Cornell University president who was sexually aroused by the murder of the of the Jews in Israel, and he went out to tell everybody about it because he's a college professor. He's got tenure. You couldn't fire him if he were decapping, decapitating babies himself. So we got that. You know, all the money, U.S. taxpayer dollars that have gone to Hamas and the troglodytes, got that coming up. And and uh, boy, so much to talk about. Putin and Xi Jinping meeting. Uh, believe it or not, they're plotting against us. Terrorist attacks in, uh, in France, in Berlin. Uh, you know, I got the news for you coming up. And we're at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. 
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. All right, and we are back. I'm going to have to sing a little music and uh, whip out my violin. This is where my violin lessons come in real handy because we're having technical difficulties once again. Once again, I have to keep saying this lately. Uh, no music and uh, none of this and none of that, but but we are here. We're on the air. It's like Radio Free America, and there's plenty to talk about, fortunately, because Joe Biden is the president and and the left is in charge of the United States of America, and, and that can only lead to bad things. In fact, right now, there is a mob, I think a mob would be a generous uh, description, of individuals, I'll call them individuals, that uh, appear to be uh, attacking our embassy in Beirut, Lebanon. Now, the State Department yesterday or last night put out a warning about visiting Lebanon, which uh, is kind of an IQ test, I guess. But the, um, the mob outside of our embassy looks like it is reminiscent of November of 1979 when the U.S. Embassy in Tehran was overrun by the mob of what I think the New York Times called students. But they were hostage takers. They were terrorists. It was the beginning of the Islamic Revolution in Tehran. Overran our embassy on November 4th, 1979. You may recall a large number of hostages held by the newborn Iranian regime there, born of a crime and uh, they held, in the end, uh, 52 hostages were released on January 20th of 1981. It was the day that Ronald Reagan was inaugurated on the West Front of the U.S. Capitol. And Iran knew better than to mess with Ronald Reagan, but they did hold the hostages under Jimmy Carter until the day that he left office. And today, what we're witnessing in Beirut is uh, is reminiscent, I will say, um, eerily reminiscent, disturbingly reminiscent of, of what we saw in Iran in 1979. Now, the State Department, again, put out a, a, uh, a statement last night, our State Department, do not, and they have the word not in capital, uh, capital N here, do not travel to Lebanon due to the unpredictable security situation related to rocket, comma, missile, comma, and artillery exchanges between Israel and Hezbollah. Said that they named Israel first, right? Because they got uh, they got that. And we have returned. We've returned without music and without various audio capabilities that you might normally find on a radio show. Because, once again, we have what they on television refer to as technical difficulties. Uh, and we are uh, busy trying to correct those technical difficulties. In the meantime, I believe that the microphone is hot and that the, uh, the signal, my voice is going out all over the world, all over the galaxy. Because, you know, the, uh, the miracles of technology, thanks to the patriarchy, 
But um, apparently the patriarchy didn't do a very good job with our computer system. We're working on it. Don't worry about that. Now, let me update you on the uh, situation as, uh, as it exists right now. A mob of Hezbollah radicals are, uh, I'm not sure we can quite say storming the U.S. Embassy in Beirut, but it certainly looks like the precursor to storming the U.S. Embassy in Beirut, Lebanon. And again, the State Department uh, putting out a, uh, an advisory last night, which, which seems pretty clever, uh, saying you shouldn't go to Lebanon. Do not travel to Lebanon due to the unpredictable security situation related to rocket, missile, and artillery exchanges between Israel and Hezbollah, instigated and initiated by Hezbollah, not by Israel, but they didn't note that. Or other armed militant factions. You mean terrorist groups like Hezbollah, armed militant factions is the way the State Department referred to them. Reconsider travel to Lebanon due to terrorism, civil unrest, armed conflict, crime, kidnapping, and Embassy Beirut's limited capacity to provide support to U.S. citizens. That's from our State Department last night. In the meantime, uh, the embassy for Iran in Syria in, uh, uh, put out a tweet last night saying, time is up. That's what they said. This might sound like the beginning of, uh, you know, the day of doom because... Uh, you know, um, uh, if you if you look at uh, uh, even biblical writings, this is where it all begins, right? Uh, and uh, Joe Biden is an important part of this calamity uh, because weakness leads to war. You have peace through strength, and in Joe Biden, we do not have strength. In France, which is another country altogether, they have many many different kinds of cheese. France airports evacuated, colon. They love their colons, don't they? Three airports on lockdown after bomb threats. Three airports in France are on lockdown after bomb threats. That's the news this morning. French Civil Aviation Authority has ordered no planes to take off from Lille, Toulouse, and Bron. Lille, Toulouse, and Bron. Uh, Paris... Apparently, they are still uh, flying in and out. France has evacuated three airports after receiving bomb threats, according to local media reports. Passengers in Lille, Toulouse, and the business airport of Bron, uh, which is located near Lyon in the south of France, uh, were all forced out of terminals with those on incoming flights asked to remain set on their planes. I would say seated, but they said set. A fourth alert was also issued to Nice, Nice Airport, but passengers were allowed back into the terminal after a piece of abandoned uh, um, uh, at the uh, Terminal 1 was destroyed. Uh, They left out the word luggage after a piece of abandoned, uh, I assume they mean luggage, at Terminal 1 was destroyed by authorities. So French civil aviation authorities have ordered no planes to take off from Lille, Lyon, and Toulouse. I assume they're not flying in there either. But that is uh, relevant development. Uh, Also, uh, ISIS took credit, and that's the way they look at it, for murdering two Swedish people in Brussels, Belgium, day before yesterday. Yesterday, 
uh, ISIS came out and took credit for murdering uh, two Swedes who were just tourists and they were visiting Brussels, Belgium, uh, and they were murdered by a jihadi. Uh, of course, there was a teacher murdered by a jihadi in France uh, the other day as well, and there was an Israeli embassy employee repeatedly stabbed in Beijing by a jihadi there. Uh, it's worldwide jihad. And also Berlin synagogue targeted with Molotov cocktails, plural, in what Jewish group is calling a terrorist attack. Well, what would you call it? Uh, uh, fine, how do you do? German police investigating attempted serious arson at Kal Adas Community, and it's a, a Jewish community center uh, in Germany and uh, synagogue. The uh, uh, synagogue in Berlin has reportedly been targeted on Wednesday, that's today, but, you know, they're hours ahead of us, by individuals who threw two Molotov cocktails at uh, <clears throat> at it and was uh, in a Ger German-Jewish group called a terrorist attack. So we've got uh, that going for us. Also know that even as we speak, um, Vlad the Impaler Putin is in Beijing meeting with Xi Jinping, having a nice smiling photo op. They seem to like each other. They're on each other's side because they're commies, and that means they're mass murderers, and they are taking over the world in the 21st century. And they're taking it from us. You know, the United States and our Western allies, Western civilization is under assault. And in the Middle East, there's uh, one, one prong of the multi-pronged attack on Western civilization is ongoing. And it's dialing up. And Rashida Tlaib is attacking Israel and making false claims about Israel blowing up a Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinian doctors, children, and patients but why would she care about, uh, about any of that? She is, uh, she's not on our side. That is, uh, that is a fact check. So we've got, uh, we've got those things going for us. And, um, and Joe Biden is the uh, president of the United States. Just, uh, just amazing. And he's in Israel. And uh, who else is calling for mayhem against uh, the United States? It's uh, coming out of the cracks in the earth, just like the troglodytes. Here is uh, CNN proudly reporting Putin touts solidarity with China in Xi's pitch for a new world order as crisis grips Middle East. That's the CNN headline and out of Beijing, which is in communist China, where an Israeli embassy employee was repeatedly stabbed the other day by a jihadi. Russian President Vladimir Putin on Wednesday touted his country's deep alignment with China commies and commies. They love each other and they murder everybody. As he appeared on stage as guest of honor at a global gathering in Beijing where Chinese leader Xi Jinping, a ricochet rabbit, pitched his vision for a reshaped world order. <clears throat> this is not a positive development. In a previously uh, unannounced speech, at the opening ceremony of the Belt and Road Forum. This is the Belt and Road is them taking over the world. Uh, they're going through Africa and uh, Asian island nations, Pacific island nations. They, they are moving in on Latin America big time, and uh, they've got a plan to take over the world, and it's a 100-year plan. Putin hailed Xi Jinping's flag, flagship foreign policy initiative 
you know, the Belt and Road Initiative, as, quote, aiming to form a fairer multipolar world, end quote. Now, if killing everybody is fairer, then that's true. And enslaving those that survive, which is what China has done since the the Maoist revolution of 1949 and what the Soviet Union has done since the Leninist Bolshevik revolution of 1917. Russia and China, he said, share an aspiration for equal and mutually beneficial cooperation. Sounds like Democrat Party language, doesn't it? Maybe they want equity, probably want equity, which includes respecting civilization diversity See, that's the Democrat Party language. And the right of every state, meaning country, but they're going to bring them all under one totalitarian uh, ruler, just like the Soviet Union conquered Eastern European nations, and then they called them states, you know. Uh, They were independent nations until they weren't. Respecting civilization diversity should be civilizational diversity. And the right of every state for their own development model Well, that's what the United States has been uh, bringing to the world since the Pax Americana of 1945, but pay no attention to that. He added, in an apparent pushback against calls for authoritarian leaders to promote human rights and political freedoms at home, Putin spoke after Xi Jinping, who welcomed two dozen world leaders and more than 100 delegations to an event marking the 10th anniversary of the Belt and Road Initiative, an ambitious yet controversial undertaking to boost connectivity and trade across the world with Chinese infrastructure projects. That is to to say that they're moving in on, in particular, the third world, but also the second world, and their plan is to take over the world under the umbrella of uh, Chinese communists, authoritarianism, and he's got Putin's buy-in, and they're using the troglodytes in the Middle East to create uh, global chaos because it serves their interests. And Iran is also in on this. Uh, North Korea is over there and can be pulled out like a rabbit from a hat anytime. They can start firing missiles uh, and also look for China to make their long-anticipated move on Taiwan because it's part of their plan. Just amazing stuff. This is the world. You know, Joe Biden was the foreign policy expert who is going to bring uh, the U.S. back to our exalted status that existed before Donald Trump, who, of course, kept world peace, uh, brought three different Israel-Arab peace deals together. Pay no attention to any of that. That's your your Democrat Party. Now, also today, we have uh, the battle going on on Capitol Hill for the Speaker's gavel, as they say, for the Speakership in the House of Representatives, since Kevin McCarthy was inarticulately removed from his office. Um, How could he inarticulately be removed from his office? Never mind. We'll get to that later. But now we've got um, Jim Jordan as the frontrunner and a few Republican holdouts on Capitol Hill that honestly are not serving the interests of the party or the Congress or the country or the world And I understand their protest votes yesterday. But now it's time to get a Speaker of the House and to get to work. And I'm I'm less concerned about Israel um, and uh, because, you know, it's not like we're going to a house is going to snap their fingers and suddenly Israel is going to have more. Uh, We're providing them with weapons. We have weapons prepositioned in the region and 
and so on. Michael is giving me hand signals that we're uh, regaining some technical capabilities here, and that would be a positive thing. And with that, we will have we'll have audio actualities for you that I will share. Uh, more updates. I've got Joe Biden for you in Israel trying to speak out loud and not doing a good job. And uh, also members of Congress and media people on everything that is tragically going on in the world today. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll share it and we'll, we'll get through all this. It's, uh, it's another episode. We're watching history in real time. All right, let's go, to, uh, let's go to the telephones. Let's go to Anton calling from Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. Anton, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Praise the Lord. How you doing, Chris? Long time, no here. Um, <laughs> but I do hear you. I, hear, I listen to y'all every day. Uh, look, what do, de- what do the Democrats care about jihadis killing babies, chopping their heads off and stuff? They campaign on killing babies all the time. <laughs> then the shields and abortionists zealous, hopeful, like and lock stiff. How you say it? Zig Heilman is shotsy. Deutschland, Deutschland, Uber Alice. <laughs> you are good. You do listen. You're, you're a good Anton. No, and look, and and it's a it's a perfectly valid point. Uh, and I thought the same thing when I saw that the babies were being murdered by the jihadis in Israel, in large numbers. And how can the Democrats complain when you're absolutely right? It, it's it's one of their main campaign planks is abortion and funding for abortion and exterminating 40% of the black population in the womb, which the Democrats, the party of slavery, continue to do every year. And and it really, it does seem ironic, Anton, that they complain out loud about babies being killed when it's one of their main things. And, you know, you, you summed it up pretty perfectly. Uh, but, you know, there's another uh, uh, line I like to use, Anton, and that is, were it not for double standards, liberals would have no standards at all, right? None at all. <laughs> None, None at all. Stupid. <laughs> stupid. It is a fact. I mean, uh, really, if you you know if you blow up five hundred cars a day, and then somebody in uh, Lebanon blows up a car, you can't really complain about blowing up the car because you do it all the time. And uh, you know the dismemberment of uh, of. Uh, tens of millions of babies. They do harvest their organs, though, Anton. So, you know, that's good yes, for a science. Do. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why they're not complaining about it. Well, they're not. Yeah, they're you know, they're actually pretending it didn't happen. They're going around telling people, oh, that the Jews are lying again. That didn't happen. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Anton, I'm, I'm glad to hear you keeping your sense of humor about all this because uh, with all the madness in the world, we still got to be able to laugh. If their lips are moving, they still line. That's a, that's a fact. Anton, uh, you're my hero of the day. Uh, that's uh, that's a great call. You're a lot of fun, and I'm uh, I'm very happy you called in. Thank you, Anton from Washington D.C. All right, well, we have uh, regrouped here after our uh, technical difficulties for which I blame Hamas and Biden. I blame Hamas and Biden. I blame Biden for everything. Uh, Lately, I blame Hamas for a lot. Mayhem around the world. Um, You know, the United States, we have the Atlantic Ocean as a buffer to our east and the Pacific Ocean as a buffer to our west. And 
Uh, we've always been pretty safe from this. Now, the left, they want to import, let's say, a million jihadis to the United States because they lie all the time and they uh, say, oh, that'll make things better because we're an open society and we, we're really nice. So we'll uh, invite in a million people that want to murder your children and that'll make everything better because the left is a toxin. The left is poisonous. Putin meeting with Xi Jinping in Beijing, not a positive development for humankind. The Belt and Road, not, not a good thing for humankind. Joe Biden and the Democrat Party being taken over by the international left, not a good thing. College campuses where professors are genocidal anti-Semites raising students to go out in the street and protest in favor of terrorism and in favor of decapitating babies and raping women, which is happening on campuses all over America. Uh, these are not good things. Let's uh, let's grab a uh, phone call since we're playing catch up here, and uh, well, not Heinz catch up, the uh, the other kind. Let's go to Boog calling from Huntingtown, Maryland. Boog, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hi, Chris. Longtime listener. My husband and I love you. Uh, I just I don't know if you got to see uh, the the live coverage of Biden, uh, you know, in Israel. He looked so lost. It's shameful. I I am so embarrassed for this nation right now. What he said was inaudible. I I listened intensely, and I heard zero. I heard absolutely nothing. I'm just, I'm shocked. Yeah, I mentioned earlier that the more advanced our technology gets, uh, the less likely we are to be able to hear what politicians are saying. (laughs) The microphones don't work. They're not close to them. We see this with President Trump all the time when he comes out of courtrooms and things. There he is. He's talking, but we can't hear him. Uh, Joe right. Biden, I'm not sure if it's the fault in the microphones in this case, though, Boog, because... No, no. Like you always say, his brain is broke. It, 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 he, he, he looks like a lost puppy. I just... I, 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 I literally, I actually videotaped it. And sent it to my husband. I said, this is our president. I mean, it's wow. just, you know. We are in a tough place, Boog. I got to say, I'm going to play that audio for you when we come back. We we are uh, keeping our ear to the ground on him. I didn't get a chance to watch him, but we're monitoring, you know, like the Department of Justice. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.